turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silence. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Your hosts for this program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see the church come into its fullness, and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as their Messiah, Savior of the world, and the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we conclude this week of broadcasting. And if you've been with us this week as well as previous weeks, you know we started by talking about the appointed times of the Lord, which are all found in Leviticus 23. This week, we've been primarily concerned with the Feast of First Fruits. And we saw in Leviticus 23 that that was the foundation for the resurrection of Jesus because the priest waved the first sheaf of the barley harvest, and if it was approved by the Lord, the whole harvest was approved. Well, Jesus, of course, was the first person to be resurrected and never die again. And if we are in Christ, that tells us that we shall be resurrected when he returns. So we've been focusing on two things that happened on that resurrection day. One was the fact that there were, the disciples were forlorn and very disappointed because Jesus died. And they were walking on the road to Emmaus, and Jesus came and spoke to them because he had to get them out of that condition. And it says in uh, verse 27 of Luke 24, beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in the scriptures. Then it says their eyes were opened after they broke bread. Then, Shelley, yeah, they didn't know it was Jesus talking to them. That's there right. Were two men, right? And they didn't understand the scriptures that he was teaching them. And it wasn't until they implored him to stay because he wanted to go on. Right. And they had communion with him. There was a relationship as he broke bread. The Holy Spirit opened up their eyes to see it was Jesus and to understand what he was speaking. And then he ascended. Right. And that evening, the disciples went to Jerusalem to be with the other disciples And Jesus appeared. Suddenly he appeared. And they thought they saw a ghost. But he had to encourage them that, hey, he has been resurrected. And it says 
Now he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you when I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And immediately it says, Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And that's found in Luke 24. Luke 24. So it's vital to see that the first thing that Jesus did when he met the disciples is demonstrate the importance of knowing the word because he was going to leave earth uh, on the 40th day after his resurrection. So one of the things that are so essential is that we be strong in the word since, of course, Jesus is not on the earth in the physical body. The second thing we're emphasizing is that the disciples were used to his physical presence, but he was about to leave. So he wanted to strengthen them and Without his physical appearance on earth, we need to understand that his presence has remained with us. Numbers of scriptures talk about that, and we read from Psalm 139, beginning at verse 7, which says, um, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell on the uttermost parts of the sea, even then your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. So we need to understand that even though Jesus doesn't physically walk the earth, his presence is with us. And just to show how vital the presence of God is, Turn with me to a very familiar story in the book of Daniel. Daniel beginning at chapter 3, verse 13. All right. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and anger, gave orders to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then these three men were brought before him. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made. Very well. But if you will not worship, you will immediately cast into the midst of a furnace, a blazing fire, and what God is there, who can, de- and what God is there, who can deliver you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter, for it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Then it goes on and says that Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage, and he ordered the, um, the furnace to be heated beyond what was normal. For this reason, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace has been made extremely hot, the flame of the fire slew those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire, still tied up. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and stood up in haste. He responded and said to the high officials, Was it not three men we cast bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, Certainly, O king, He answered and said, Look, I see four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire without harm, and the appearance of the fourth is like a son of God. Junie, that's so incredible, because the presence of the Lord was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the worst of possible situations. So it's very, very powerful. Are we aware 
of God's presence with us. There's a New Testament uh, portion of scripture I'd like to read. That comes in Acts chapter 4, beginning at verse 8. This was after Peter and John were arrested, and then they were interrogated by the rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as the high priest. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man as to how this man has been made well, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the very cornerstone. And there is salvation in no other, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were marveling and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Junie, this is so powerful because we know that Peter and John understood the presence of God, but because they knew that God was present with them, something occurred to the ones who were questioning them and they came to the conclusion they must have been with Jesus. And we see similarities with what happened with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were Jews sent out of Israel to Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon. And yet Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego worshipped the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Thank Lord, you. Thank you, Lord, who is Jesus. And his presence was with them, and he actually was in the fire with them, and they were dancing in the fire. And the people that threw them in were consumed by that fire in Babylon. Really? So here we are now in Israel with Peter and John. And in Israel, the people really weren't following Jesus. But because Peter and John were witnesses, something changed in the people that saw the power of God through Peter and John's words. Thank you, Lord. Something changed in Babylon who saw the power of God deliver Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the ferning fire. And today for us, Shelley, the church, Jews and Gentiles who really believe and follow the mm. Lord, our lives will be witnesses whether we live in Arizona or whether we live in Israel or whether we live in Russia. Wherever we live, we will be witnesses Thank you, if Lord. we truly believe and follow the Lord and his word and honor him. It's powerful, Junie, and it speaks to all of us today. Are we aware of his presence? Not just know the scriptures, but we are, are we experiencing the presence of God. And we must point out something which is very, very critical. There is a way 
where actually God could hide his face from us. For example, it says in Isaiah 59, beginning uh, verses 1 and 2, Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, neither is his ear so dull that it cannot hear. But listen to this, verse 2. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Junie, powerful scriptures. I want, we need to point out that the word for presence is also for the word in Hebrew for face. God will hide his face, and that is a serious offense to the Lord, as well as putting our life in danger. We read in Micah 3, verse 4, Then they will cry out to the Lord, but he will not answer them. Instead, he will hide his face from them at that time because they have practiced evil deeds. But God yeah. also has given us the gift of repentance. Yes. Asking forgiveness and turning back to follow the Lord and his ways. Yes, that's so vital. Thank you, Lord. And one more verse to be very, very encouraged with is Psalm 16, verse 11. Thou will make known to me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. In thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Father, this being Friday, we want to identify ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen. If you know the Shema, say it with us. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord is one. Amen. For Zion's sake. On behalf of For Zion's Sake, Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to contact Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. Until next time, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.